good overcomes evil. That's the title of Pastor Troy Brewer's latest book, and he's demonstrating that every day through his international ministries. He's rescuing children around the world. Today, he has more than 30 orphanages. Each year in Nepal and India alone, more than 300,000 girls are trafficked for sex. I recently talked with the Texas pastor who's determined to do what he can to stop it. 300,000 just in Nepal and India alone yes. annually, at least 300,000, yes. are sold into sexual slavery. Yes. And you're doing something about it. You, know, you were mentioning this number, this horrendous number of 300,000. You know, there's, there's, it's not like there are billions and billions of people in Nepal. They are literally depleting their nation of their girls. It's, it's unbelievable. So the kind of work that we're doing there is we actually have border teams that are stationed at all the border crossings there. And we are literally profiling people as they're coming across, literally profiling them and going, why is that guy with that young girl? Let's talk to him. It's a very, you have to be very confrontational. You have to get in their grill and say, so tell me what's going on here. And if they say, well, none of your business, we're doing this or whatever, we blow the whistle. Literally, the police come. We have a very good rapport with, uh, with the police in, in Nepal. They come. They separate the two. We talk to the girl to find out what's going on. And then we begin, if she is indeed being sold into slavery, now we're going to have to begin the process of, is it a situation where we can return her back? Number one, if she's a child, many times these little bitty kids, they say, what's your mama's name? They say, mama. And so they don't know. You know, and then there is no infrastructure there to actually be able to find their parents. So now we have the tremendous responsibility of taking care of them for as long as it takes. Then we also have the responsibility of prosecuting the trafficker. And we have teams, we actually have legal teams, and their job is to actually prosecute the trafficker and put them in jail. And a lot of these traffickers, I understand, in Nepal just go into villages, grab the kids, exactly right. and the parents can't do anything about it. As a matter of fact, nobody can do anything about it because in the nation of Nepal, you cannot get a prosecuting attorney unless you pay for them. So the poor people are defenseless and they know that. People will literally come into the villages and say, I'll take that one, that one, that one, and there's nothing you can do about it, and they leave with them. That's correct. But you're putting a stop to that. Yeah, we are. As much as you can. It's up to us to do this, and it's up to us to answer this kind of evil with the goodness of God. And part of the goodness of God is literally being stable in the midst of this instability, actually being in the mess when you do not have to be there. But then the long-term obligation of building the safe houses and then building the homes for these kids to live in, providing the meals, providing the education, it's, it's what redemption actually looks like. Well, I know often you have said redeemed people redeem people. That's correct. Now, it must, though, get frustrating sometimes because you see such a great need, and but I, I understand from my own experience that you can only help those that God puts in front of you. So do you ever get discouraged? Well, there's, there's two parts of that. Um, I have fought discouragement through the years because I see things that, oh my gosh, I need to get involved in that. But what's real is I, I just say yes to everything until I have to say no. And then if I have to say no, I have to say no. Uh, my wife and I, we mortgaged our home seven times to pay for this. Before our ministry started to grow and before we had ministry partners, it was literally just she and I on our own doing this for years and years and years. And we had to mortgage our home over and over and over again. And I know how tough that is. I also know this, we can do a lot more than we think we can. Everybody's like, I can only do so much. Oh, listen, you can do so much more than that. And, and the Lord knows our limits. And it's really goes in nicely to the next part that I'd like to discuss is your book. 
you know, honestly, I'm involved in lots and lots of different things. And, I'm, and I finally just said, you know, a big part of my life theme, a part of the message that the Lord has trusted me with is that good does overcome evil. Evil does have to be confronted and it doesn't take a lot of light to run off darkness. It takes a little bit of goodness to overcome evil. We make such a big deal out of evil when in fact evil is just, my, my pastor, Pastor Jim Maxwell, he always says this, why should I be defeated by, by an old defeated devil? And I'm like, you know what, that is something really good to say. And so the goodness of God is what God looks like. Whenever Moses said, Lord, show me your glory, he said, I will cause my goodness to pass before you. Right? That's what he said. So if you want to know what God looks like, he looks like goodness. I don't think that the problem in America is that there's just not enough Christians or enough churches. There might not just be enough goodness within the body of Christ that we need to be demonstrating the goodness of God. So good overcomes evil, your newest book. I don't know when you have time to write a book <laughs> with everything you're doing around the world, but it's a pleasure uh, to have you here today and talking with Thank us. You so Thank much, you so much, my friend. Thank you.